You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, that's been our theme this year, to follow Christ. And I've preached, uh, I really preached a lot in the first couple months on, on following God and following the Lord in the Old Testament. And then we got into the New Testament and I preached a lot of messages on the life of Christ and the teachings of Christ. I preached a lot of messages uh, from the miracles of Jesus and the parables of Jesus. And I know you're not going to believe it, but I didn't even get to a lot of the, the messages and the thoughts I would have liked to have gotten to in the New Testament and uh, the book of Acts and uh, the epistles and all of those. But this is a message tonight that uh, I feel uh, it would be a shame to go through this year and not preach this message from this text in Revelation 14. This is the last time that you will find the servants of God following Jesus with the exception of Revelation 19. In Revelation 19, the Bible says that his saints they follow Jesus as he comes back for the battle of Armageddon. And uh, I'm glad we know how that's all going to turn out. We know how that story ends. But Revelation 14, it gives us a description of the 144,000 witnesses during the tribulation that are preachers of the gospel. And these 144,000 witnesses, here is what it says about them. In Revelation 14, verse number 4. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Uh, they, they never married. And uh, you say, is there anything wrong with getting married? No, absolutely not. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. But I think we also understand that Jesus never married. I think we understand the apostle Paul never married. I think we understand uh, uh, men like John the Baptist never married. And the reason for that was their, their whole focus, their whole goal, their whole purpose in life was to live for Christ and to please him and to serve him. That's the same with these witnesses. It says in verse 4, these are they which follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men being the first fruits of God unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth, verse 5, was found no guile, no deceit, for they are uh, without fault before the throne of God. Father, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. I pray that we would not miss these truths from your word. And as we see these servants of God during the tribulation that make it a point and make it a matter of commitment, that they will follow the Lamb wherever He leads. Lord, help us today to follow Christ wherever He leads. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to give you quickly a few thoughts. And I say a few, it's more than a few, but I don't want to scare you by telling you how many I'm going to give you. But I'll go quickly. I want to talk to you tonight and preach for a few moments as we close out 2023 and our theme of following Jesus. And I have, I've enjoyed this theme. Uh, I love this theme. I hope it's, it's burned in your heart that your desire is to follow Jesus. You know, people will lead you astray. 
Movements will lead you astray. Personalities will lead you astray. Organizations and institutions may lead you astray. But I'm glad that Jesus never leads us astray. When we follow Jesus, we will always, always be pleased with where that road ends. Following Jesus. We see in this passage, these witnesses, they follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. I want that to be my heart's desire. I want to follow Jesus no matter what. I don't know where Jesus is going to lead in 2024, but I know I want to follow him. I don't know how it's all going to turn out, but I want to follow him. I want to be close to him. Number one, I see in this passage, how do we follow Jesus? How do we stay with him wherever he leads? Number one, I want you to see in verse one. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. And with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. You know how you follow the lamb? You know how to follow Jesus? As we close out this year and we move into a brand new year, you follow Jesus by remembering the fact that the lamb, Jesus Christ, is still standing. The lamb here in verse number one, it says he stood on Mount Zion. Now, what's significant about that? Well, this is the the name for Jesus, the lamb, the lamb of God, the, the payment for our sin, the sacrifice for our sin. And we know that the lamb had been slain. The lamb had been on the cross. The lamb had been tortured. The lamb had been beaten. The lamb had been scourged. The lamb had died on a cross. But let me tell you something. We're not following a dead Savior. We're following a Savior who is alive and well, and he is still standing. The lamb is standing, and you and I can follow him because he is not dead. He is alive. Secondly, I see this. We can follow Christ by staying close to him. The Bible says the lamb stood on the mount and with him. Now, I don't know, I don't know where you want to be in your life. And I don't know all the goals and all the plans you have for 2024. But I know this. At the end of 2024, I want to be staying close to Jesus. I want to be wherever he is, wherever he leads. I'm with him. And number two, we can stay close to him. These witnesses, they stood with the Lamb. Number three, quickly, I see in this passage, how do you follow the Lamb wherever He leads? Number three, don't be ashamed to identify with the Father. I like this in verse one. It says, and with Him 144,000, having His Father's name written in their foreheads. Now, what's so significant about this? Well, this is during the tribulation. And guess what's happening during the tribulation? There are people that are receiving a mark in their foreheads and on their right hands. It's called the mark of the beast. And these are people that are identifying with the world. And the Bible says if you don't have the mark of the beast on your forehead, you cannot buy, you cannot sell, you are out of business and you are out of luck. So these 144,000 witnesses, not only do they refuse the mark of the beast, but they say this, we're not ashamed to identify with God. As a matter of fact, don't even put it on our right hand because that would be easily hidden and easily disguised and maybe not readily visible. 
But they say this, we want it on our forehead. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things you can hide, but you can't hide very well when you've got a mark written across your forehead to say, I am with God. I am on his team. He is my God, and I identify with him. Friend, don't be ashamed. You know, the world is not ashamed of their craziness. The world is not ashamed of their lunacy. The world is not ashamed to identify with different things that are out, out of control. Don't be ashamed to identify with God. I'm thankful that they followed the Lamb. They identified with the Father. Quickly, number four, how do you follow the Lamb wherever He goes? I like this. It says in verse number two, and I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. In verse three, and they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne. And before the beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. Number four, I want to say this. As you follow the Lamb, do not lose your song. Do not lose your joy. Do not lose the thrill. Do not lose the wonder of your salvation. You know what song they were singing? They were singing the song of the redeemed. They were singing the song of being saved by the grace of God. And I'll tell you, people get crazy about musicians and people get crazy about concerts and people get crazy about people that sing. Well, I want to tell you, we've got somebody worth singing about. His name is Jesus and he saved us and he redeemed us. And don't lose your song. I like what David wrote in Psalm 40. He said, he's put a new song in my mouth. And he said, because of that song, he said, many shall see it in fear and trust in the Lord. What was David's song? David's song was this. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. He brought me up out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and he established my going. And David said, I just can't help but sing about how good my God has been. Friend, don't lose your song. You know, maybe you don't sing a lot. Maybe you feel like you don't sing well. That's why we have congregational singing. You know why? Because it doesn't matter if you're good or not. It all blends together and sounds just fine. That's why we have instruments. Praise God for a piano. Praise God for an organ. Praise God for the guitars. Praise God for all of those things. You know what that does? It helps us to lift our voices and sing praise to God because He is worthy. Don't lose your song. I want to say quickly, number five, remember that God is still on the throne. Now, we know the lamb is still standing, but notice this in verse number three. They sung, as it were, a new song before the throne. Now, this is significant because these 144,000 witnesses, they have been preaching the gospel everywhere on planet Earth. They have been preaching under persecution and they have been uh, preaching in spite of all the judgments and all the plagues and all the, the wrath of God being poured out in this world. And here's the thing. When they get all said and done, you know where they are? They're right there before the throne. And guess who's still on the throne? Guess who's still in control? Guess who didn't get worried because of the Antichrist and didn't get worried because of the beast and the false prophet? It's the God of the universe that you and I serve who is still on his throne. Don't ever forget that God is still on the throne in your situation. 
Sometimes it's easy to say when somebody else has a hard time. Well, Brother Ralph, let me just tell you, brother, God's still on the throne. Boy, that sounds so good when you say it to somebody else. Sounds a little different when you say it to yourself, doesn't it? Because you and I, we've got problems. We've got burdens. We've got struggles. We all have difficulties. But when we remember that God is still in control, he is still on the throne, that'll help you to follow the lamb wherever he leads. Quickly, number six, don't forget that you have been redeemed. We've already mentioned it. But it says in verse number three that these are uh, those who were redeemed from the earth. Don't ever forget what God saved you from. Now, I'm glad for what God saved me to. I'm thankful for heaven. I'm thankful for the blessings. And I'm thankful for the joy that awaits in heaven. But I'm also thankful for what God saved me from. I'm thankful for all of the things I don't have to have and all the things I don't get. I'm thankful that I'll never spend a moment in hell. I'm glad that I'll never experience the lake of fire. I'll never experience the weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth that is described. I'm glad that I've been redeemed from all that and I've been redeemed to heaven. Don't ever forget that you've been redeemed. Quickly, number seven, as we follow the lamb, we must remember that we, are commanded to stay pure. Did you know God has called us out of the world? He saved us out of the world, but he has called us to be a holy people. He's called us to be different from the world. He's called us not just to be different in that we tell people, oh yeah, I wear a, sh I wear a shirt. It says Victory Baptist Church. Or I wear a shirt. I'm a Christian. And by the way, if you wear a shirt that says Victory Baptist Church, I think that's good. I mean, just, you know, be careful how you act, you know, and if you have a bumper sticker that says Victory Baptist Church, be careful how you drive, you know, be careful the places you go. But I don't think we need to have a bumper sticker for people to know, and I don't think you all have to have a t-shirt for people to know. I think they ought to know by your life. I think they ought to know by your actions. I think they ought to know by your attitude. I think they ought to know that something is different about you because of the work that God did inside that can't stay inside. It's got to come out. Stay pure. These witnesses these 144,000 witnesses they were not defiled with women they are virgins but then I'll say this not only number seven stay pure but number eight stay focused you know that's really the point of this story the Bible uses the word that they were not defiled but the fact that they were virgins is a focus on the fact that they were committed they were sold out to God and Fred, I want to tell you, we need some Christians as we close out 2023 and we get into 2024. We need some Christians that will be sold out to God. Uh, whatever happened to people living for God and serving God and giving their lives to God? That used to be the norm. You'd come to church and people would say, hey, that's what I want. That's who I am. That's my desire. And now we see somebody sold out for God and we think, what's wrong with them? What happened to them? Or sometimes we'll say this, they'll grow out of it. Oh, they'll get over it. Well, I sure hope not. I hope I haven't gotten over it. I hope you haven't gotten over it. I hope you just love him better today than you did the day you got saved. I hope you do more for God now than you did 10 years ago or five years ago. I hope that your love for God is growing. I hope it's more, not less. Stay focused. Then number nine, here it is. You just got to keep following. Follow the lamb wherever he leads. 
Notice it doesn't say they followed the lamb wherever they, whenever they understood where he was leading. It doesn't say they followed the lamb when the lamb was going somewhere they wanted to go anyway. They just signed up and said, Lord, wherever you lead, we'll go. And wouldn't that be great if we would make that same commitment and say, Lord, we're following you. We're not following the fads. We're not following the trends. We're not following the culture. We're not following Hollywood. We're not following the media. We're not following the politics and, and what they say. We are following Jesus Christ. Wherever he leads, that's where we'll go. Quickly, number 10. We've already mentioned and alluded to this, but we must be separated from the world. The Bible says in verse number 4, these are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. These witnesses, they were different. These witnesses stood out like a sore thumb from this old world. And friend, I want to tell you, I'm not for being weird. I'm not for being obnoxious. I don't think a good Christian is somebody that's always looking for a fight and always trying to make somebody upset and irritate. Not at all. But all you have to do is just be a whole lot like Jesus and you will be different from this world. All you have to do is go to work and live like a Christian and you will be different. They'll notice it because you don't cuss like everybody else. And you're not out drinking, and you're not out partying, and you're not doing all the crazy stuff. You're not doing all the, the things of the world. You say, hey, I want my life to be pleasing to the Lord. He redeemed me. He saved me. He saved me from those things. I don't want to go back to those things. Number 10, be separated from the world. Number 11, it says in verse number 5, and in their mouth was found no guile. That word guile means deceit. You know, as Christians, our words ought to be truthful. Our words ought to be honest. Uh, our, our conversation should not be misleading. I think sometimes we are, we're, we're, so, uh, we're, we're so wrapped up in trying to, uh, you know, oh, I want to make this person happy, and I want to do this. And, I, and, in, and in doing so, sometimes I find that we're being deceitful in what we say. We're being deceitful in the conversations that we have. Friend, again, I'm all for being kind. Uh, I forget where the verse is found, but you remember the verse, if you can't say something nice? So make sure you know that's not a verse, right? But you know what it is. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And some of us would do good to learn from that. But the Bible says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you don't have to cut somebody down. You don't have to criticize somebody. You don't have to gossip about somebody. You don't have to tell somebody uh, why you think they're wrong and why you're right. You don't have to do all that. Let's make sure that our words are pleasing to God. There was no guile. Their words were honest. And then I see number 12. It says, and they are without fault before the throne of God. You know, as Christians today, uh, we all have faults, we all have failures, we all have shortcomings, we all have sin. We deal with it every day and we'll deal with it till Jesus comes again. But here's what I'm saying is that these witnesses, they were blameless. Uh, like 
the Bible talks about that we as Christians, we ought to be blameless. It ought to be that people look at our lives and people say, we know they're not perfect. But boy, they sure are a lot like Jesus. Would that be good? You know, as we follow Jesus, here's what happens. We find that we become more and more like him. And less and less like us. That's what I want in 2024. I want to be more like Jesus and less like Jeremy. I want to be more like him. I want him to increase and I want me to decrease. As you follow Jesus, you'll find that he'll lead you certain places. I know this, when you follow Jesus, he's going to lead you to read this book more. When you follow Jesus, he's going to lead you to pray more. When you follow Jesus, he's going to lead you to church. He's going to lead you to the house of God to worship and to serve uh, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the creator. When you follow Jesus, he's going to lead you in loving people. He's going to lead you in being the father that you ought to be and the husband you ought to be and the, the wife you ought to be and the mother you ought to be. He's going to lead you to be the teenager you ought to be. He's going to lead you to be the college student you ought to be. As you follow Jesus, you're going to find that Jesus has something for you, whether you are a child, whether you are a teen, whether you are a young adult, whether you're middle-aged or you're a senior saint, Jesus has a a path and a plan for you and for me if we'll follow him. It's so amazing to me that these 144,000 witnesses, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 7, that they were sealed by God. Now, what does it mean to be sealed by God? It means that God puts his stamp, and God puts his protection, and God takes care of those that he seals. The Bible does not say if these witnesses are martyred. It doesn't say if they're raptured. The Bible does not say exactly what happens, but we know that these witnesses In Revelation 7, verse number 9, it says that they are gathered there at the end of their ministry with a great multitude. They have preached the gospel and so many people of all kindreds and tongues and nations have received Christ and many people get saved during the tribulation period and praise God for that. But the Bible doesn't say if they die. The Bible doesn't say if they suffer. The Bible doesn't say if they're tortured. The Bible does not say but it doesn't have to say because here's what it says that these witnesses are sealed by God and when it's all said and done guess where they end up around the throne they end up in heaven they end up with God rejoicing and singing praises to him and you know I don't know where your road is going to lead I don't know if your road is going to lead through suffering I don't know if your road is going to lead through heartbreak. I don't know if your road is going to lead through disappointment. I don't know your road. I don't even know my road, to be honest with you. I don't know how God's going to lead. But I know this. When it's all said and done, it's all going to be okay. Because I'm going to be with him. And so will you if you're saved. You will be with Christ forever. And that's why I want to follow the Lamb. Because when you follow the Lamb, He will take care of you. He will take care of me. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. 
For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.